What are you bringing to the the table? table? This is your girl, Sylvia. She, her, and hers. I'm Tori. She, her pronouns. Um, It's been a while. Yeah. (laughs) It's been almost two weeks. Sorry for that. Hey, we got lives. Yeah. Well, we did say that we were going to be doing our disc golf tournament. I did give a, we did give a leftovers episode before the weekend that we were disc golfing. Yeah. We were just in Satan's ass. Yeah. Tell them about that. <laughs> and didn't have one, had shitty celery service. Oh, yeah. Shitty celery yeah. service. We were in Yakima, Washington, which... Hotter um, than hell. Hey, no offense to anybody if you're from Yakima. 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 You're going to say Yakima. But um, it's fucking dry and hot and dirty there. And, well, didn't you describe it as a layer of dust? It just felt, yeah, it just felt like a layer of dust was over everything. Yeah. Just, just a layer, just a fine layer of dust. Yeah. And it was like 90 some degrees. There was no shade. No. We're out there playing disc golf, three rounds, two rounds, actually, no, four rounds. We really played four oh, rounds. Oh, yeah, because we did. Because uh, we played doubles Friday on doubles. Friday night, yeah. two rounds on Saturday, and one round on Sunday, all yeah. in 90 degree heat. And how many steps did you say? 49,000 steps. For the weekend? For the weekend, from Friday to Sunday. Yeah. Eight some miles, 8.8 miles or something like that. Wow. That was a lot of walking. And, yeah. um we, In the heat. I mean, like you said, <clears throat> if it was, like, shady... Yeah. Not a problem. Or a little, little, little bit lower, like, even five temperatures less. Five yeah. temperatures? No. Five uh, grades. Five no? degrees less. Degrees. <laughs> See, I probably got some yeah. sort of brain damage from it. Um, so that's where we were. That's where we've been. Sorry, folks. Uh, we thought we could record over there, but again, we had no oh, cell we service. Were just, and at the end of the day, and then we were just tired. We would have just been like, like burned. Um, what's the sun was burning? Next? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a really good hamburger over there, though. Oh yeah. What was that place? What was that again? place? Peppermint stick. Yeah. Peppermint stick. Had so the, uh, Beyond Burger there, which was great. And I had a great beef burger. Yeah. It was really good. And then we went to... With garlic fries. Oh, yeah. It was really good. You had good. garlic fries. It was really good. Yeah. So And then we went to Los Primos. Los Primos was good. It was a taco truck. That four was good. Four and a half stars. That was four and a half stars on Yelp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I liked the burger better. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a peppermint Sunday t- or Sunday. No. Yeah. Peppermint shake. Yeah. Sorry. I've been hey, playing softball the, this morning, so I'm things, a little tired. <laughs> and one of the things that impressed me was, um... When we went to Wild Wings, all yes. the people of Latinos in there. That is true. I mean, the one uh-huh. thing about Yakima, it's very diverse. Lots of Latino folks. For um, sure. I would say the majority at Wild Wings were Latinos. Yeah. Like, I saw less white people than I did 
ever the in teeners. my life. I was like, whoa. It was kind of funny, though, watching people. It was a Friday night, so. Oh, yeah. It was kind yeah. of yeah. fun. And we it, were set in the bar, And so. everything was closed. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, mean, that was the other thing. Like, they wrapped that city up at 8 o'clock. Yeah. Like, everything closed. So, that was the only thing that was going to be open to like, 1. So, oh, that's yeah. how we ended up. And though. then, you know, at when we finished, it was almost... Almost nine. It was like almost we nine. Yeah, because we didn't so start like, till we were like six or yeah. something like that. And yeah. Then we were like, oh, know. so that's where we've been. Sorry um, for the delay in episodes. We're going to try to knock a couple out today so we got something to give you this week. Yeah. So um, before we get started, um, just a reminder since there has been a lapse in time, we use explicit language on this podcast. And the opinions that we express on the podcast are those of ourselves and ourselves alone. They do not represent our friends or our family or the places where we work. They are our opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's get it started. Um, updates. updates. What do you got in the update when category? Like a, an update, you know. Jingle? Yeah. Updates. Update. 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 I don't know. We'll have to work on it. Yeah. So Um, it's... um, Yeah. My update is that officer that shot that um, white lady Mm -hmm. in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Um, He was actually sentenced to 12 and a half years. Come on. Yeah. It said wow. the former Minneapolis police officer who shot and killed an unarmed woman who had called 911 said Friday he knew in an instant that I was wrong. So after he oh. shot, it was like fudge. Uh, yeah, see, said, I think that should buy him something like yeah. Like if he even said that like Oh, fuck. I knew I fucked up. Yeah. That should mean a lot because you got white officers out there killing people of color. And they know they're doing And they, it all they keep doing is saying, oh, it was a fear for my life. It was a fear yeah. for my life. Their yeah. stories never change. Right. They never once say, oh, like, oh, wow, you know, now that I look back. I could have done something done, different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. At least this guy sees the wrong in his error. Yeah. And it said, so he apologized to the family just moments before a judge brushed off the defense's request for leniency and ordered him to prison for 12 and a half years. That's fucked up. The, the stiff sentence for Mohammed Noor capped a case that had been fraught by race from the start. Noor, a Somali-American, shot Justine... Damon, a white upper class, a white middle, upper middle class dual citizen from the U.S. and Australia when she approached his his squad car in the alley behind her home in July 2017. Nor 33 testified on the tri- um, at trial that a loud bang on the squad car startled him and his partners and that he fired to protect his partner's life. But prosecutors criticized Nora for shooting without seeing a weapon. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying. So this uh, dude. So if she would have been holding something in her hand. It would have been fine. And look at how easy he could have said, "Hey, I thought I saw something glimmery, exactly. shimmery, yeah. whatever. I, I thought, thought she had something in her hand." But exactly. he was trying to say, "Do the right thing yep. and be as honest as possible." So some people in Minneapolis, and we had talked about this, um, they were arguing that cases against police officers are handled so different than mm-hmm. how this dude here was yep. handled. Absolutely. And that, you know, again, they point out all these other uh, police officers that were 
um, you know, shooting people, unarmed people of color, and getting away with it. Yeah. And then here this guy is. Person of color. Yeah. White victim. Yep. I mean, not to say that he shouldn't be held accountable of some, like, negligent. Yes. Like, negligent homicide. Yeah. Something like that. But, and, and maybe even do some time for it. Yeah. I mean, but you got people out there like fucking Brock Turner, who rapes a, rapes a lady, rapes her, mm. and doesn't get no prison time. How is that? Because he's a white, privileged oh, male from t- going to Stanford. Ugh. Like... You know, I think it was Stanford. Anyway, yeah. And then you got how many white officers out there that have killed people and Mm. clearly no weapon in their hand, shot them in the back, whatever. And sometimes they don't even free... Sometimes they don't even charge them, let alone get to a trial. Yeah. So here the, you know, the DDA says it was a defendant's responsibility when he encountered her in that alley to investigate and appreciate and discern all of those things, yes, those are all true. Yeah. But why is it weighed more heavily on people of he's color? Brown, because he's brown, because he's a person of color. Like that kind of. If if he were white and the victim were person of color, I don't think we'd be talking about this. No, we'd be talking about maybe maybe a negligence, maybe something if he even is charged. Right. I mean, right. It's it's crap. It's uh, yeah. Oh, well, hopefully he stays safe while he's in prison. They had him at the, the, like, most secure, Yeah, but even then, like, shit happens. You watch Jailbird. And he might end up just saying, (laughs) you know, just let me be, because I don't want to, because he's inside, he would be in solitary confinement. Yeah. He'd have to be in solitary all the time. Yeah, maybe. He'd be protective custody. Yeah, Um, for sure. Wow, well, that sucks. Yeah. Again, I think he should be held accountable, but I don't think it needs to... What was the... Because the, they were trying to take it back and, and say that... To vacate it because they didn't feel that the conviction reached the definition of the crime he was charged with. Yeah. So obviously no, that, that didn't obviously go anywhere. Obviously that didn't go anywhere. Because he uh, was just sentenced. So... Unless he has to do all the appeals once he's sentenced. That could uh, be too. Could be. So he might be... Could yeah. Be. All right. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes open. Yeah. So, the next update is the Nexium deal. Okay. Keith Rainier, we talked about that. Was it podcast? Yeah, the podcast. The podcast, uh, the documentary. Uncover, what was it? Uncover. Uncover. Nexium. Nexium, yeah. That was a podcast. Yeah. Great podcast. And so, Allison Max Smallville. So, hit the Keith Rainier, who is the cult leader of Nexium, allegedly cult leader of Nexium. Yeah, Allison, Allison Mack played Chloe on Smallville, actress. So um, there was a lady that uh, testified, and she said for two years she said she was kept in a single room with blacked-out windows. She had only one set of clothes, which she wore for weeks at a time without washing. Wait a minute. She she was in this place for two years? Yeah, this Did she not have a job? This... Did her she not have family to wonder where she went? You know, well, uh, say you take off. Say but hey. I thought I thought Mexican cost money. How did she pay for that? She was in the higher ups, so she was being supported. I guess. I guess they paid all her bills. I don't know. I don't. I, I guess she's living with somebody at Allison Max House. I don't know. Weird. So she said, and she barely had any contact with the outside world. 
The story of forced isolation came from a woman identified by prosecutors only as Daniela, who testified last week in the trial against Keith Rainier, the founder of Nexium. Um, uh, the Albany, New York-based company that sold pricey classes claiming to help people achieve success. What are you going to That's do? That's success. What I'll take failure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if she came out of that room with I no mean, that's PTSD, what I'm saying. I mean, that's like you, She was basically held prisoner, yes. captive, for yes. two years. To break her, to break her of failure, and if if whatever in her head she thought that that was gonna be lead to success, like that's fucked. I mean, I know that that's what cults do. That's yeah. the whole point of a cult is they they convince you yes. that this is what you have to do to get to the next level of success in your life. Yeah, and if you're not doing it, then that's why you're not successful. Right. Like, they, they get in your head right. to make it think that, oh, it's it's me. I'm and not doing yeah. the right stuff. And if you don't do X, Y, and Z, it's you holding yourself up. And, and then, then X, y, and, Z, and, and they make you, like, leave any friends or family for oh, yeah. a period. Because you know, your friends so, and family will be like, what yeah, the hell are you exactly. thinking? And Come then, on. oh, you guys just don't know. You don't right. know. So right. You don't know what I'm you're trying right. to do here. It's crazy. I'm, I'm trying to be successful right. here. <laughs> You just don't know me. You can't right. see me. Yeah. Do you have five thousand dollars so I can pay <laughs> yeah. him to By help the way, me be successful? I gotta know. He's gonna 10, lock 000. me up in Maybe a room. That's why he was locked. Up. She was locked up. She had a debt or something. Have, I don't know. She didn't have the next ten thousand to buy the so, next level. Yeah. So it says Danielle. Daniela described how she went from being a bright and promising high school student <gasps> in Mexico with dreams of becoming a scientist to being pulled in the self-help curriculum of Nexium and eventually kept in isolation in a room. For nearly two years at the direction of members of the cult light group. Holy shit. So they got her young. Mm-hmm. And I think she's the one that, um, I, and I don't know, because there were three sisters. One of them was underage that Keith Rainier had um, engaged in sexual behavior with. And they didn't know that he was having sex with all three sisters. So all three found- sisters didn't know that he was having sex with all of them. Yes. Yes, and then when they found out, then it becomes jealousy, and it becomes all kind, you know, all kinds of twisted classic stuff. cult. And then it said they asked, "Hey, was the door locked?" And Daniela said, "No." Did you feel like you could leave the room? No. <laughs> so the, they had her so cage, brainwashed that she did not even closed, feel like she could walk out of the door. Right. Holy yeah. shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, so that was one of them. So this is part of the testimony that's been happening in that. Testimony in in Alex and And Keith Rainier. Keith's case. Yes. And then another lady who was Allison Max Smallville. She testified saying she was the slave to Allison Mack. Okay. Because you remember that when they entered yeah. in this DOS, one became master, right. the other one became the slave. Right. And they got branded. And so this lady was like, um, that Allison Mack was like, hey, you know, you want to join this little DOS group? You know, you could be Wonder Woman, bloop, 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 and playing these big roles and all this kind of stuff. And the lady was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she became Allison's Mack's slave. And then... Um, then it became the pressure of, you got to start doing stuff. Now I need your collateral. And she said right. collateral was that she gave was a tape of her having sex, mm. false statements about her parents, mm. 
um, and about family members. And then she said, and then she was uh, called to Keith Rainier, but wherever they took her, she was blindfolded. And then when she got there, she was like, uh, she could hear his voice. And he was like telling her, take your clothes off. And so there she is doing it. And then they tie her on a table. And then all of a sudden she's like, he's performing oral sex. Holy shit. Come to find out it really wasn't him. It was somebody else. How did she, did she, they they must took the blindfold off. I don't know. I guess in this whole, in however the investigations were working out, because one of the one of the victims said, "Hey, I ended up having to do oral sex on somebody that was blindfolded." Oh my God, how do you fucking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't. I mean, I guess I'm just never going to be able to be in a cult. No, one we're, we're too poor. We're right? Yeah. That. Um, know, they don't want poor, people. but I just feel like I I just I don't I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. I'm yeah. Gonna, the minute they'd be like that, I'd be like, mm, yeah, you know what? I'm good. I'm just gonna. <laughs> well, what are they gonna say? Good. You have to I'm be good. like that. You're at the like. You're you're like right in there. Like they, you have already. It's not like you walk in the door and they're like, hey, Tori. Uh, this is yeah. I get. I mean, that's true. That's true. You, you, know, you go so long, you get it. brainwashed to think, well, I have to do this. Yes. And, uh, otherwise, I'm not to, good enough of it. To I'm not break gonna through my yeah. insecurities. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't want to get out of my insecurities that much. I think much. insecurities keep us safe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think my anxiety keeps me safe. For sure. You my, know? My introvert anxiety keeps me away from cults because exactly. I don't want to be around that many people. No, nobody wants to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, wow. I think that's the, oh, I think that's my only updates. That's it? That's all you got? That's all. I can't wait till hear what the scent, what he, Keith Rainier gets I mean, yeah, to. he's going to, how many days of the trial is left? Uh, they didn't say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. All right. Well, I got an update via you. Thank you for looking out um, on the Judice story. <laughs> yeah. Joe Judice. Yeah. Um, so, Teresa Judice is his wife. She's distraught over the impossible decision surrounding her marriage and Joe's possible deportation. So, as we covered before, Joe had served his time in prison. Joe is in this country illegally. And he is slated to be deported back to Italy. However, he pled um, his case to some judges and they decided to give him a stay for now um, on the deportation. One of his caveats was claiming because he was brought here at a young age and he doesn't know the culture and blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, buddy, but you have the means to make a home very easily back in Italy. For sure. Like, you have money. Yeah. It's not like... A lot of folks that come here and they have no connection and no money and no yeah. family. They have family in Italy. So yeah. he could easily, it's not like he's going to be destitute and on the streets if he and, gets deported. And you have the wife right. making cash. That's what I mean. They have so, the means yeah. that if they want, if he does get deported and they decide to move the family there, Very nice. they're not going to be homeless. Right. Or even if she decides, hey, I don't want to be with you, you go. He's still going to be, you know. Well, I think that would be a court battle. Because if if he expected her to pay anything, I know, I used to watch these shows. And I I know Teresa would would not go for that. Yeah, but sorry. But she's in in her uh, feels about the whole thing because part of her doesn't want to go to Italy and live. And part of her is, well, if my kids say... 
yes, I want to go, I want to go live in Italy, then she'll go. Um, her children, they have three children, are 18, 14, or four children, 18, 13, 14, and nine. So the 18 year old, she's gonna, she's getting ready to go off to college. Fourteen year old. I would not put <laughs> Is she it past going to this USC? one. Um, so you know it. It does say that his likelihood of being able to stay is very slim. So um, I think that's why she's weighing her decision of you know whether to stay or go. My thing is like, if you don't want to go, don't go. You can still stay married. Right. You have the means to go back and forth. She's seeing somebody. I new, think. Though. I think it's more of I don't want to be married to Joe anymore. And she, insiders, have said that she feels like it's Joe's fault that she went to prison as well because of his business. It was like his business Why dealings. Why is she still married to him? Is it because she thinks that the kids... I don't I know. I mean, the kids are already part seeing of the, this chick dating. I think, I think it's part of the um, show. Part of the... Oh, I mean, the that's Yeah. That yeah. brings the viewers, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, just keep if this, you do, exactly. Okay. So if, if you she were just husband, to just drop him, move forward, there goes there's the no dramas. drama, there's no, although she could spin that too as well for the damn show. They yeah. can make it for people to want to watch. So, yeah. Joe, I think it's time to go. Therese, you just need to do what you need to do. Like, shit. And, and maybe she's doing all this for the ratings too. Like, That's oh, what... I don't know what to do. Oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Um. Yeah. She's so, trying to stay relevant as relevant. Right. As she she's can. trying to make it, this is it make something happen. Yeah. This all is right. All they got. Well, that's right. my only update. So let's roll into Ugh. some stories. What are you gonna start hey. with? Ugh. Oh, I'm starting off with New York docs doctors shocked by what they find during surgery on brain tumor. Okay. Ugh. Doctors at Mount Sinai in New York who cut into a 42-year-old woman's brain last September to remove a suspected malignant tumor were reportedly baffled when they found a mass resembling a quail's egg. What? It, yeah, it was a mass resembling a quail's but egg. But was it really an egg? It turned out to be a baby tapeworm. <laughs> What? Yeah. yeah. In her fucking brain? Yes. It was very How? shocking. How? One of the surgeons told the U.S. Oh, Post. Oh, my God. We were scratching our heads, surprised at what it looked like. After doctors removed the mask from Rachel Palma's brain, they cut it open and placed it under a microscope. They realized it was a tapeworm in the larval stage. What the Palma, fuck? a newlywed, was diagnosed with neurocyst... I don't know, some... Brain. Something yeah, in the brain. something in the brain. A parasitic brain infection caused by some kind of tapeworm. Uh, it's all these crazy what? scientific names. Yes. Ooh, and it said, of course, here's the... Uh, ugh, that's the mask they pulled out. It, huh. Just, huh. It, it looks like chicken fat. It does look like chicken fat. Yeah. You know, chicken but that's fat before you, fucking... before it's all uh, cooked up. Yeah, raw yeah. chicken fat. Yeah. And then it says, of course I was grossed out, Palma told the Post, but of course I was also relieved. It meant that no further treatment was necessary. Yeah, no cancer. The larval tapeworm parasites are rare, according to the Mayo Clinic, but can be spread by people who have adult tapeworms and don't wash their hands properly 
after going to the bathroom. It's unclear if that's how Palma contracted it. Before surgery, Palma had suffered from hallucinations, Whoa. headaches, and confusion. She told the post her symptoms have completely gone away and she got a happy ending. So, but they don't know how it got in there, basically. No. They just say it might be from someone passing it on yeah. by not washing their yeah, hands properly. That's how you get it. Yeah. So then it gets into your mouth or it gets yeah, into your get nose into your mouth. and then it fucking makes its way up to your brain. Ugh. Yeah. Actually, it's probably your nasal cavity. That makes more sense because that goes up. That goes up in the brain area. But what? Like, like somebody touching, particle, you touching, germs, eggs. you rub your nose. Ugh. Yeah. Gets up in your nose, crawls up in your cavity and plants yeah. in your brain. That I, I, yeah. Oh was my like, God. You know, I, but I mean, there again, could, like thinking, good news. I don't so, got cancer. And if it was in a larval stage, which means it's not full. Yeah. That means like just a, like a gusano, like a little worm, like can you imagine ready if to that baby was going to pop? Oh my God. It probably would have killed her. So she's lucky. If it, if, if it would have, if she, yeah. Oh She's my God. lucky, because then we—I wow. ha- had that other one where that all the larvae it was full was of it. All and that guy it. died, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it would have happened. Ugh. 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 Disgusting. Yuck. Ugh. Um. All right. Well, I got. Well, it's actually this might have been kind of an update. Update on a topic. What? Well, I don't know if it's an update. I'll just bring all it. All right. Anyway. Bring it to the table. Um. So, we've covered a lot of stories about all the crazy abortion bans oh. and six-week stuff oh, and, you know, all the different, you know, backwoods, Alabama, Georgia, all the states that are fucking with our rights. Well, right. Pennsylvania is at least is up there doing something right. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Pennsylvania governor says he will veto any abortion ban bill that lands on his desk. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf had a strong reaction to recent bills that would almost entirely ban abortion in several states across the country. In a video posted on Twitter, uh, Twitter, uh, Wolf condemned proposals that seek to put put a that seek to put a politician in between a woman and her doctor. Uh, I just want you to know that if such a bill were ever come to my desk, I would veto it. What's his name? Uh, Tom Wolf, governor of Pennsylvania. Thank you. In a caption in the video, Wolf said he was appalled by the legislation in Alabama and Georgia, and even here in Pennsylvania that limits women's rights to choose. Um, I'll veto any anti-choice bill that lands on my desk. I won't let our Commonwealth go backward on reproductive rights, Wolf, a Democrat, wrote. Um, so, so-called heartbeat bills like those signed in Ohio and Georgia would ban abortion after six weeks when most women don't even know they're pregnant. No. Um, on Wednesday, the ACLU and Planned Parenthood filed a lawsuit challenging the Ohio law. Alabama and our Gov- Governor K. Ivy, Aunt Lydia, a.k.a. Aunt Lydia, <laughs> um, signed a bill Wednesday that would impose criminal penalties on doctors who performed abortions with no exceptions for the case of rape or incest. So... If your daughter gets raped, or yeah. if there's incest in, incest in the incest incest in your family, you're gonna get a get you to raise to, that yeah. child. Yeah, yeah. So Regardless. Good luck on you. Yeah. Uh, Missouri Governor Mike Parson said has said he'll sign legislation passed Friday that would ban abortions over eight weeks, with exceptions for medical emergencies, but not for pregnancies caused by rape or incest. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh my God. So. 
at least Pennsylvania has uh, got their shit together, or at least their governor anyway, and yeah. is going to make sure that um, women's rights stay intact. Yeah. At least as long as he's governor anyway. Right. And like I said, <sighs> I personally wouldn't, well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't have. I mean, because again, I, you don't know. You never know. You don't know until you're in the you situation. What happened? You don't know. You don't. You get raped. Yeah. You don't You're know. gonna carry that baby to term. You get well, raped for sure. I know. I ain't having well, another. I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, we're kind shriveled of shriveled eggs. <laughs> not, not much left in there. <laughs> hey, if I <laughs> tumbleweed tumbling over. Hey, but if I get pregnant, hey, well, maybe she can be. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. It's a miracle, baby. <laughs> um, but if we were of an age yes. and fertile to yes. the point where we could have a child. Um, if you were raped, would you carry it? Well, even if I wasn't, like, even if I wasn't, if something was wrong with my baby that I knew. What if you just didn't, what was inconvenient to have one right now? Oh, no, I don't believe that. I mean, for me, I don't don't agree. I don't agree with that. It happens. You don't agree. Yes. I don't agree with it. So you don't agree with, oh, for yourself. No, yeah. For me, I'm talking about me. I, I can't. If you decide it's inconvenient for you, that's up to you, boo. You're the one that's going to have to live yeah. with whatever decisions you make. Yeah. And that's why I said, you do you, I do me. <laughs> that's it. But I want people to have the, I want the option for me. No, that's, I mean, you to know? me, that's, that's and the, and the, the bottom option, line. You get the option. The bottom line is that women should have yeah. every option available to them. Right. It's a health care decision. That is correct. It is not a moral decision. No. It's not a religious decision. It, is, it may be personally, but the procedure itself is a health care decision yes. that a woman should be allowed to have between her and her medical provider. And decide what she wants exactly. to do. I yeah. mean, obviously, I'm assuming you would, be, would you be doing it without telling your partner? Um, No, I don't think I would. I mean... But it would be my choice. <laughs> it would be uh, options. I mean, if 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 I what if you're what if you're man? Say if you were mm-hmm. as fertile as Myrtle so, as yeah, could be. I was younger. And say your man is like, oh no 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 no, we gotta have this. And and you're then like, I guess we're not gonna be together. Because it's my you're, body, it's my you're choice. You're married. My body, my choice. And he says, oh, no, my body, my choice. We have to have it. My body, my choice. And you're like, no, it's inconvenient. My body, my choice. 100%. My body, my choice. I'm not saying I would do it for sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not uh, in that situation. Hey, let's think about it. Yeah. But if I came down to, I felt like, nope, that was the best thing for me to do. Yeah. Sorry, bro. I mean, sorry. Because haven't there choice. been people that have Absolutely. sued their Absolutely. sued the woman yeah. and said, "I want the kid." Exactly. Yeah. You, know, you can't get rid of my kid. Yeah, but yeah, my body, my right. choice. But you can't force somebody to carry. You can't, you can't you force somebody. No, you, you should can't. not. For well, you can in some states now. That, yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. For, force them to to carry it. Ugh. Well, speaking uh, of that, wow. this is my body, my choice. Um, this actually on the abortion part it says abortions are legal in Guam but doctors won't perform them. What? Why? Yeah. Lourdes Leon Guerrero vigorously defended abortion rights as she campaigned to become the first female governor of Guam. She won, but now no doctors are willing to perform the procedure she fought so hard to defend. 
the last abortion provider in the heavily Catholic U.S. territory. Oh, there you go. Retired That's why. in May 2018. That's forcing women seeking to end their pregnancies to fly thousands of miles from the remote Pacific Island, a costly and sometimes prohibitive step. Yeah, yeah. I truly believe that women should have control of their bodies, Governor Guerrero, a former nurse, told the Associated Press in a phone interview Thursday. I'm very sad and very nervous about what's happening across the nation. Several conservative states like Alabama, yeah, we already talked about them fools. Um, Guam's law, which Guerrero described as very restrictive, allows abortion, um, but doctors also have the legal right to re- the legal right to deny services unless it's a medical emergency. Oh, so that's how they get around from doing it. Yeah. That's fucking bullshit. So, basically, the doctors aren't concerned about treating you. They're no. going to decide how they're going to treat you. It's based their on their belief system. Yes. And that's fucked up. Yes. Like, you you got into this work to do a certain job, not to put your own beliefs on other people. Yeah. So, it says, um, anyone, or abortions are allowed within 13 weeks, but anyone who terminates a pregnancy without help from a doctor... Can be charged with the felony. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Of so course. I wonder if that's like help meaning what? Giving pills? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be helping? Doing some sort of, you know, oh. curandera thing where you, you know, some, some herbs kind of and things to, and... uh, that, you know, eventually miscarriages the, the, the fetus. Yeah. Like, I mean, so Guam would not be a bad place to live. So I'm thinking if you're a doctor that's willing to do it, go let you it got go you got a strong practice right there. Like uh, if you're the only if you're the only game in town, yeah. Like you got you I might. Mean, I mean, that's a good. Might. Not not to say you should like you know make money off of look at profit, but it's it would be a way. And to I'm wondering if they're a, handing the women their contraceptives. Well, I mean, that's it's probably very limited if it's a com if it's if it's, if it's mostly Catholic. Catholic mm-hmm. Well, you know, they're barely even into okay in any kind of contraception. They just want their membership to go up, but I don't know how I much that membership yeah. going up with all these priests. I mean, yeah, right. So that's the thing, is that they will turn a blind eye to years and years of systematic child abuse, sex right. abuse. But damn but they it. They want to save the kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Until yeah. it, you know, becomes gay. Yeah. And then... Yeah. If it's born gay or transgender, then oh right. no, we're not we're gonna save that one. Right. Or or, or homeless or you know, or with a, a disability or by one of the or, predators. You know, anything else. Like we're not gonna help it afterwards. We're just gonna make make it be born. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Oh my god. So people so ladies that want to have abortions, um, they have to go to either Hawaii, which is the closest state for legal abortion. Um, and that costs lots of cash. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, that's the barrier. It's yeah. just like within the United States, right? Yeah. So in Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, any of these other states mm-hmm. with their banned them yeah. or banned after six weeks or whatever. Who, we already talked about this. Who is this going to most impact? Yeah. The poor right. and people of color because right. they have less access to the means to get to where they need to go to yeah. have it. Yeah. They can't travel four hours on a bus. To get to a, a clinic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, huh. I, 
It's it's very similar. So well, they said even in Hawaii, the island of Kauai has no abortion providers, forcing most women to fly to Oahu or Maui. And um, oh, that just switched my. So even ladies in um, Hawaii have to travel to the Big Island or oh, the right, yeah, yeah, in order to, remote, to yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I don't know what the cost. I think it's a little bit. Well, I mean, it's probably a little bit. Um, more Less? more accessible, but probably not. I mean, if you're in poverty, you're in poverty. But then you, if you're like, because we were talking about that one case where these late-term abortions, and we were talking about how, you know, traveling back and forth to clinics, right. who knows? Yeah. Like, I could see this happening here. So you have a lady who might need a late-term abortion because, mm-hmm. you know, baby's head is growing, I don't know mm-hmm. which way, and, you yeah. know. And, and so she would have to fly probably... Get an exam and all that. Yeah, kind of because stuff. you'd have to refer to another doctor to an island or to a you know in, in the case of Guam to mm-hmm. Hawaii and then case of Hawaii to the Big Island. So you would have to refer them for that appointment. Now, even if they were able to give you back to back appointments, like you come in one day and then the next day you have your other, your procedure, that's still a cost. Yeah, because you, have to, you get have to, to the find island some first place to stay, and then you have to have, yeah some place to stay. And if you're poor. You it wouldn't matter how much. I mean, if you're poor, you can't you can't access it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like what do you go fund me? I mean, I don't know. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's disproportionately affecting people in poverty, and many of those people are people of color. Yeah, <sighs> <sighs> right. Well, what do you um, got? Next story. Given it is um, Pride Month, June is Pride. Happy Pride Month oh, to everyone. Happy Pride. Happy um, Pride. World Health Organization removes transgender from list of mental disorders. This will have a liberating effect on trans people worldwide. Wow. The World Health Organization has made a history and, and removed gender dysphoria from its list of mental disorders. The WHO, um, not the not the band WHO, but the World Health Organization, <laughs> um, approved a major change in its global manual of diagnosis on May 25th. Um, it comes after um, WHO, the World Health Organization (WHO) introduced its change last year in the um, in the la- latest. Uh, international Classification of Diseases, the ICD. The ICD is described as the international standard for reporting diseases and health conditions. Um, the latest revision is known as the ICD-11. Those are like the, you know, that's how they code diagnoses and mm-hmm. everything. On May 25th, WHO World Assembly voted to make the revision. The revision no longer recognizes gender nonconformity or ge- transgender as a mental disorder. <sighs> How did it take till 2019? Jesus Christ. Um, human rights and trans advocacy groups celebrated the move after years of campaigning for change. WHO's removal of gender identity disorder from its diagnostic manual will have a liberating effect on transgender people around the world. Um, governments should swiftly reform national medical systems and laws that require this now officially outdated diagnosis. So if you don't know... Previously, because there was a mental disorder of dysphoria, mm-hmm. often people who wanted to transition would have to go and get two letters from therapists saying that they, in fact, have this gender dysphoria and that if they were to be allowed to start hormone replacement therapy, it would reverse that, um, those Dragon. symptoms, yeah. if you will. So, I mean, again, when we talk about access... Uh-huh. 
who had access to health care providers or mental health providers that could write those letters? Right. Would your insurance cover it? Is there um, a qualified mental health professional that could write the letter? Right. Um, so I know in Oregon it's been a little bit different for a while now, but um, it hasn't been that recent. Like, right. I don't think they... So anyway, this helps, um, you know, trans... Gender people are fighting stigma and discrimination that can be traced into the part of the medical system and historically diagnosed expressions of gender nonconformity as a mental pathology. So, so it's great, though, also bad because, or not bad, but we still have work to do in the medical community in understanding transgender health, mm-hmm. and not all providers understand it and even understand terminology and what you should say and what you shouldn't say. And um, I've been appalled previously at seeing and hearing a medical provider say to a transgender person, oh, if I didn't see that you were transgender in your chart, I wouldn't know that you were. Like, you don't fucking say that to a patient. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you just... I mean, is it because the trans person needs to have a little five o'clock shadow? Well, it's because, again, going back to people, what people think... Uh Uh-huh masculine or feminine looks like uh-huh. and whether you so leave a little bit of what you used to be i i don't know so i don't know what this bigoted out. medical provider even was thinking at the time yeah. but i will say because i had that experience with that medical provider uh-huh. that's one of probably many out there yeah and you have states too that are still are, are now passing laws and the federal government moving to support them that they don't, if they disapprove of your lifestyle, yeah, which is not a lifestyle, oh, yeah. um, they can refuse to treat you. So wow. this is a win, but now we're also fighting in our own country right now, yeah. the Fed and the fucking Trump administration trying to say it's okay for doctors to be, oh, well, I don't believe in that, therefore I don't have to treat you. Oh, so, wow. So all those forward. people that <laughs> voted for Trump, yep. you know... Well, I mean, his base is never going to change. His base is is ignorant and bigoted and racist. Yeah. And I think what we have to do is reach more of the people that don't understand but Mm -hmm. want to know, right? Like, I think there are people out there that are innocently enough, they're like, I don't know what to say, I don't know who to ask, I don't want to misgender someone, I don't want to say the wrong terminology, but I also don't know how what to say so right. i think sometimes we in terms of dealing with issues of inclusion sometimes we can be a little harsh on people that don't know like, yeah i think there's a lot of people out that won't want to know and want to do better we just have to we have to go after them yeah. and we have to educate them and say this is why people like fucking trump shouldn't be in office right. because he's bigoted and fucking racist all right and, and he's, he's taking rights away right. from people who have been marginalized for centuries right and why, why do we need to do that? Right. It's not like they're going to go away. No. Like, I guess they've all thrown them back in the closet. We've always been here, right. you know. People have always, LGBT community has always been here. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I mean, it's just like this month, even though it's Pride, you got now straight people out there saying, we got to have straight pride. Straight pride. Well, we got to have straight pride. Yeah. But straight pride, you got 365 days of the four uh-huh. days of the year of, of straight pride. Yeah. I saw that article. I saw All right. That. I'll get off that. Oh, and they, hey, did you know that they were using uh, Brad Pitt? The straight pride folks are using Brad Pitt as their mascot? What? <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. And he's okay with that? I don't think they asked him, but I'm like, he and Angelina were like, we ain't getting married until 
you know, gays have the right to be married. So he, they're using him as their poster boy? Yes. As straight as what pride. A, as what a, a straight man straight would look like? heterosexual male would be in Come on. <laughs> and I'm like, did they not do their little research? I know. I mean. Like, he's. He's like pro yeah. gay rights. And I'm like, you dumb fool. <sighs> well. This is, and what, you know, whatever. I mean, part of it, the ignorance is ignorance. Yes. You fucking stupid. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of that. Well, ignorance. hold on. We gotta oh. we gotta take a break. We're running out of time on this segment. All right. So we gotta well, take I got a little break. One that's and then follow we'll, up to we'll this come back one. to yours once right. we take this break. All okay. right, break a break. All right, we are back from the breaky break. All right. So what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? All what right. you got next? Before break, I was saying this goes with your last story. Okay. All right. You All right. Okay. Headline. Bring it. Philippine President Durante. Oh, that's motherfucker. He used to be gay before he cured himself. Oh my god, this yes. guy. This guy is yes. fucked up. Yes. This guy. Yes. Oh, this guy. So, Philippine President Rodrigo Durante has told the crowd he used to be gay before he cured himself. Oh, wow. The president, who is known for making colorful remarks, made the comment during a speech to the Filipino community while visiting Tokyo on Thursday. After accusing his political opponent and vocal critic, Senator Antonio Triones IV, of being gay, Durante said he could sense he himself was also a bit gay. While married to his ex-wife Elizabeth Zimmerman, a bit gay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a bit gay. <laughs> Their marriage was annulled in 2000. Durante went on to say that he was cured after mean, meeting his current partner, Honey Let. Honey Let is her name. Honey Let. No. Yeah, Honey Let. He was okay. I became a man again. So beautiful women cured me, Durante said. I hated handsome men afterwards. I now prefer beautiful women. Durante has a history of making controversial and contradictory remarks about the LGBTQ community. Um, In 2016, Durante called the U.S. ambassador to his country a gay son of a bitch in a speech, prompting U.S. diplomats to raise the issue with their Filipino counterparts in Washington. In March the following year, Durante said he told Filipinos of Myanmar he was against same-sex marriage and that recognizing marriages other than those between a man and a woman wouldn't be acceptable in Philippines, which is predominantly Catholic. But later that year, he said the rights of the LGBT community would be protected during his presidency. There will be no oppression, and we will recognize your importance in society. I wonder if that was before he met Honeylet. It was when he was gay. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, I'm assuming. Yeah. So that's all it takes is for... Apparently, you just haven't met the right man or woman. If you're gay, you just not have met, have not met the right opposite sex person. To cure you of your gay. Uh, yeah. And so now he hates handsome men. But that's... Oh, dude's bisexual, okay? Like, dude's bisexual. Apparently not, because he Dude, you're bisexual. At, he, he's looking at... He, he hates is, them. He, he hates is, them. He's bisexual. He's just trying to, you know... Suppress? Honey, just come out that closet, baby. 
Just, just come out that closet. I mean, it's okay. I I'd like to know if he, you know, if he experimented before he met Honey Lab. He, of course he did. Of but course he, ain't he did. That. Of course he won't. O M G. He's that guy's nuttier than a fruitcake. Uh, uh, I know that's not um, well appropriate know. language, but about mental illness. But that guy is off the chain. Mm. I mean, that's not the only mm. thing that's wrong with that guy. He talks about how he just wants to kill drug dealers and drug addicts, and he just like to cut their heads off because they're you know a problem for our society. Like, oh my, he God. is self hatred. There, he's he's got he got issues. Yeah, yeah. he needs a good therapist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, All right. Well, thank God. Well, I was about to say, thank God he ain't present here, but. Well, I mean, we pretty much got the same thing. Yeah. 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 Um, idiot in office. All right. So now this is another uh, LGBTQ related story, a uh, positive story. Um, this this went is local, but went all the way to CNN. So this church turns heads with its political street signs. The message the messages slam white supremacy, back gen- transgender rights, and urge tolerance toward Muslims. So I guess it's not just about pride, but it is so, you know, inclusive, inclusive of transgender. Although I, wa- I want to amend the article title and say mm-hmm. the church turns head- heads with its inclusive street signs. I mean, I don't know why inclusion is suddenly a political issue, but yeah. apparently it is. Yeah. So the Clackamas United Church of Christ... Um, Reverend Adam Erickson strides out on the church lawn each week to post a message on a marquee sign next to the street. But his are a little more eye-catching. This morning he described or decried white supremacy advocating for Harriet Tubman's place on the $20 bill. Last week, as heartbeat abortion bills were becoming law in more and more states, he reminded churchgoers and those driving by that transgender people have heartbeats too. Erickson said he took the reins about a year and a half ago at the Clackamas United Church of Christ in Milwaukee, Oregon, just outside of Portland. Uh, do we know that? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, although we, might, we have some uh, we have have from around that, here. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. At this time, Didn't the church... from Sweden? That's right. At yeah. this time, the church had about 30 reliable... Uh, attendees each Sunday, he told CNN, like a past any pastor, he was looking for more ways to spread his message to the community and to build his flock. The best way to do it is with this sign. Since then, they've just about doubled, with fifty to sixty people filling the pews each week. Good for him. Um, people are thirsty to know they are loved. He posts biblical inspired messages based on his sermon or what's happening in the news. The reaction has been positive. Um, over 10,000 Facebook shares. Uh, we've gotten hundreds of messages, including from transgender people who say they wish they had a church that like this in their area. Uh, people are thirsty to know that they're loved and in area in every area, there are pockets thirsting for the message of radical inclusion. Um, so yeah, uh, one of his signs, so a few of his signs, uh, Jesus wasn't neutral. He sided with the poor, sick and immigrant be like Jesus um, the Quran, God is most merciful. So this was a phrase from the Quran. Uh-huh. God is most merciful and compassionate. We agree. Um, let's see if there's another one. So that's just some of the oh, ones. The, of the um, signs. Yeah. Good for, him. Good for him. So I, you know, I mean, I've, I've been very clear. I don't follow any specific, specific religion, mm-hmm. but, um, I think that if you're going to do religion, this is a great way to do it. To yeah. be inclusive. So, yeah. good job, Reverend uh, Erickson of Clackamas, Clackamas United, United Church of Christ. Good job. Good job. Good job. All right. 
All right. So, uh, cold case, neighbor story. Oh, um, right. Lakewood, Wisconsin, in a story about, uh, oh, wait. Oh, okay, here it is. Um, word of the arrest via a friend's text message hit Wayne Sankey like a thunderbolt. I said, you got to be kidding me. And then I told my the wife, and she couldn't believe it. There's no way. Ray, down the road? Ray Vani Winhoven was his next-door neighbor, a helpful 82-year-old handyman with a grave, gravelly voice and a loud, distinctive laughter, the kind of guy you always waved the kind of guy who always waved from his car. The widower and father of five grown children had lived quietly for two decades among the 800 residents of Lakewood in northern Wisconsin town, surrounded by forests and small lakes. Isn't that where you like to dump bodies? Forests and great small place. lakes. <laughs> yeah. Now authorities were saying this man was a cold-blooded killer. They had genetic. They had used genetic ge- genealogy to crack a cold case that stretched back well into the 20th century, a double murder 25 miles northeast of Lakewood. For nearly 43 years, Vanny Wienhoven had lived in plain sight, yet outside detectives' radars. It was just too much to be believed. Was the guy next door really a monster? So this pertained to David Schuldes and Ellen Mathis, engaged to be married, set up their campsite in a secluded spot in McClintock Park on Friday. It's, you know... Stay out of the forest, people! (laughs) Stay Uh, out of the forest! But I'm like, again, (laughs) it's not the the couple's doing the couple thing. It's the creepazoid that's, you know, going around being creepy. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't want to blame. I mean, I think that they, people should be able to go camping and do but what they want. But this guy has to go and look for the most vulnerable people yep. with their guard. Easy I mean, target. Easy I target. go camping. Easy and there's target. always this, you know, sense of when you go camping, mm-hmm. people around you are nice. You can trust them. You can go away from your campsite. You know your stuff is still going to be there. You know, I think it's a false sense of trust. It though. is a false sense of trust, but nobody has yet to mess knock, with. Knock on wood. You know, <laughs> to mess with the campsite. Knock I mean, even walking in the boundary of somebody else's campsite is like, oh, wait, right? Yeah. go around. Yeah, there's right? etiquette at the campground for sure. But this, but this idiot, guy, these people, he's got to destroy. Yeah, it. so he's got to destroy it. So Schultz Schultz was a 25 year old part timer in a circulation department at the Green Bay Press Gazette. Mathis, 24, worked at the University of Wisconsin Green Bay Library. They were about to go for a walk, according to court documents and news reports of the time. First, Mathis stopped to use the restroom. Two shots from a 30 caliber rifle shattered the quiet. One bullet struck Shoulders' neck from 50 feet away, killing him instantly. So they weren't they weren't that remote then, and, and or use the bathroom like just go in, a, in the forest, in a, or no, like an actual bathroom. No, no, no. It it sounds like they were, you know, they a campsite like a camp park like we did. Jeez. A camp park, but more, you know, back secluded. like towards the back. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. But and, still, like, right? I was thinking they were just in the wilderness, yeah. and you know, yeah, stay out of the forest. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> the other bullet lodged in a bathroom wall. Mathis ran with the killer in pursuit. 
investigators say he caught and raped her then shot her twice in the chest her body was found 200 yards from where schultz lay a camera slung over his shoulder so he was gonna go they were gonna go walk yeah investigators were stumped the killer took no money and left mathis's purse in the couple's car just killed him to kill them yeah they didn't know why the couple was targeted and leads were scant for months campers avoided mcclintock park DNA profiling in the 90s brought new hope, but detectives got no matches when they submitted the semen from Mathis's shorts to the FBI's national database. Uh, Last year, detectives contacted a Virginia-based company, a DNA technology company whose work with genetic genealogy analysis had had helped police identify 55 suspects in cold case cases nationwide since May 2018. Um, they uploaded the DNA and they got a match. California law enforcement used GED match to capture the alleged Golden State killer. Yeah, I was year. just thinking of that. Yep. And then, so now they ended up uh, catching Vanny Wynn Hovens. Um, they found the family tree. They found his parents who had lived in Green Bay area. Now detectives needed DNA samples from Vanner Hoovianon, whatever, and the three brothers. Two of the brothers were ruled out with DNA samples collected from one brother's trash and another's used coffee cup. On March 6th, two sheriff deputies knocked on Vanner Wienhoven's door, pretending they wanted him to fill out a brief survey on area policing, they told him to put the survey in an envelope and seal it with his tongue. Ooh. Detectives didn't need to visit the fourth brother. Eight days match. later, match. Vanna Weavenhoven was in jail. Vanna Weenie, Vanna Weenie Hovens uh, was in in uh, custody. Not guilty, of course. He says, of course, not guilty. He said it three times. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Did you guilty? Vanna Weavenhoven. Vanna Weavenhoven. When the judge asked him if he understood the charges. Do you understand the charges? Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not not guilty. guilty. I'm not guilty. I'm not yeah. guilty. Yeah, dude. You said what is too it? Does he have times. a picture of him? Um, no pick. Oh, here, I'll look him up. What's his last name? Vanna Weaven. Vanna Weaven. Vina Weaven. What's his first name? Um, darn it. I'm having to scroll all the way up. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Where's Vanna Weaven's first name? Ray Van Vanny, so V A N Van Hoven, Van Winnehoven, yeah, Van Winnehoven, yeah, him, nineteen seven. Does it have a picture when he was twenty five or when he was at the time of the murders? At the time of the murder, I'm not seeing anything from the time. There's a like a a composite, you know. Oh, but what does he look like now? Oh, he he kind of looks like the Golden State Killer, to be honest Does with he you. Really? Yeah, he's got that same so old white, white man lip. look. Oh, jeez. Yep. Dude. Yep. Oh. Yep. This is uh this is when he we'll post these on the Facebook. This so this was the composites. Oh. oh. At the time. So it says Vanderweaven, the Vanderweaven, or him, uh, they were married until her death in 2008, a few months after they celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary. Oh, so he was married. He was, well, he got married at least. Oh, yeah, to uh, Lula? Yeah. No, wait, no, that's uh, somebody to else. Rita. Oh, wow. 
That's crazy. Yeah. In 1957, when he was 20, married and going by the name of Lawrence Van Weaven, he was jailed for six months for an unprovoked attack on a 17-year-old girl. See, that's a sin. Is with three how many other potential? Oh yeah, ones how many? Out there? You you not one and done. Missing... You, you you commit a murder like that where yeah, it's just random. It's, there's yes. no motivation for for stealing anything. They didn't piss you off. You just simply thrill kill. You want to fucking see if you can kill these people. And you clearly, people. obviously, were watching them. Yeah. So that tells me there's there's probably others. Oh out yeah. There. There's gotta sure. be others out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And so it said, okay, so he attacked a 16 year old girl. Oh, 17 year. She was walking with three friends when Vanna Wevenhoven struck her on the back face, on the back, the face, and shoulder. Shortly before. Police said Vanner Wevenhoven also tried to attack a 16-year-old. So he's got attacks, see, attacks, attacks. See, there's, there's got to be some other Vanner Wevenhoven said before sentencing he was only trying to scare the girls. In what? 1960, he pleaded guilty to, to not providing financial support to his wife and their one-year-old daughter. He was on probation. Oh, so he's a deadbeat dad on top of all the other stuff. Yeah. More recently, some neighbors caught glimpses of a menacing side when he drank. He stopped only a few years ago for his health. I know this much. When he was drinking, he was one son of a bitch. See? He didn't want to be anywhere near him when he was drinking. Mm. Not just me. A lot of people, said Fred Mason, 66, who works at the town dump where Vanna Hoven was seen frequently <laughs> rummaging through scrap piles for small engine parts. Yeah. So yeah. Van He is. There's probably other ones out oh, yeah. there. There's, um, but you know, I think that's the, the awesome thing about science is that now we have this DNA stuff that's, you this know, the geolo- genealogy stuff and all these, everybody getting their DNA. Where, where do I come from? Well, the, Right. The thing from it is we're going to find more like that. I mean, like yeah. you said, the story said Golden State Killer. That's how they got him. And he went 40 years without being caught. And he's got multiple cases under his belly. So, oh. Well, um, we don't know whether this dude's got multiple I know. That's cases. what I'm saying is this guy's Let's, probably got, oh, there's yeah. probably there's something probably else out there. Out at there. minimum, sexual assault. Oh, yeah. At minimum. At minimum. Yeah. For sure. If not some other dead bodies. Yep. Yeah. Wow, Vanna, Wanny, Winhoven, whatever. Van Weeniehoven. Uh, all right. Disgusting. Disgusting ugh. is right. All right. Um, well, I'm going to uh, do my fourth story from a listener. Listener Jason. Oh. Shout out. Sending me stories. Our loyal listener. Um, sending me so many. I had so many. I didn't. It's hard to choose. So I chose this one because it was one of the first ones he sent me over the last couple weeks um and it's a topic that we always know i bring to the table sex yeah um let's talk about sex baby (laughs) let's talk about you and me um so how to talk about sex and consent for lessons from the kink community so we've done different stories and we talk about the kink we Uh talked about bdsm we talked about some other things i think it's important to talk about consent absolutely how do you talk about how do you learn consent what is consent why do you give consent so um so this article was done on uh, npr um by mallory u y o or no y u um 
And so this is, she's writing in her first person, so when I'm saying I, it's her yeah, talking. It's her. Okay. okay. So I don't remember when the concept of consent as it relates to sex became a part of my vocabulary, but it shapes how I approach my personal relationships and affects the way I move through the world. I was shaken when the hashtag MeToo movement exploded not only by stories of sexual assault and harassment, but also by stories of women who felt pressured or coerced into having sex they didn't want. Um... I flashed back to my own uh, similar uncomfortable experiences when I was single and new in D.C. I remember times on dates when I had expressed my discomfort by simply pulling away or turning my head. And when a guy tried to kiss or touch me and when I didn't want to kiss, be kissed or touched. I was familiar with the sickening feeling of being distressed by something that ha was happening while at the s also feeling unable to or hesitant to speak up for myself. Um... So, yeah, I think this is a lot of women's experiences and men's yeah. experiences. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. primarily women, but there's some men out there that um, probably have also experienced this. And um, so she, you know, realized that how uncomfortable it was to talk about sex, um, how it could kill the mood, um, everybody's hesitancies to speak up about it. And so um, she wanted to explore the idea and talk with people about sex who talk about sex a lot, the kink community or kinksters as they're known. And that's true. I mean, hey, the one thing that whether you agree with it or don't, I mean, you do you, in my opinion. Is that the bondage? As long people? as you got a safe word. Any yeah. kink. Kink could be bondage. Kink could be uh, the furries, you know, the people yeah. that dress up in the little fur things. Um, it can be uh, dominatrix. It could be different toys. It could be role playing. I mean, kink is a variety of different things. Okay. What comes to people's mind then yeah. when we talk about kink is BDSM. Um, a subset of kink, which is also for, stands for bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, sadism and ma ma masochism, okay. uh, being tied up or handcuffed, bondage, spanked, whipped. discipline, or role-playing fall under BDSM. Yeah. So there's role-players. whipped. Hey, if <laughs> you don't want to be whipped, hey, you don't want to be spanked. Hey, diaper people too? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> any, any, so, um, Speaking of, let me get to the uh, thing. There is a, what she put it? So Merriam-Webster's Dictionary defines kink as unconventional sexual taste or behavior and includes a wide variety of behaviors or preferences, like what I just mentioned. Oh, so then missionary is typically accepted. So if you do so doggy you, style, it, then you're kinky. In some, in some people's mind, that might oh. be considered kinky because yeah. it's not your standard missionary position. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that's toe kinky. licking, sucking, toe licking is a kink. Kinky. Fetishes are kinks. <laughs> um, so to make sure each partner is on the same page, kinksters have to talk about sex in a way that vanilla people, so that's what they call us, call people who are yeah. not into kink. Um, Often don't. Julie, a kinkster and sociologist in Washington, D.C. area, believes that the communication kinksters have with one another distinguishes them from vanillas. Ultimately, what it seems to come down to more than anything is to know how many whips and chains are involved and rather how openly you are willing to talk about the sex that you're having in the most blatant terms. Yeah. And I, I mean, I could see that. Like when you're involving all sorts of things, like you can't just walk you into the room be and like, be like, you do what you want. Yeah. No, you gotta, yeah. you, you gotta, gotta talk about like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, you ain't really um, swinging of course, on me. The kink community isn't perfect. Several kinksters told me it has had some high profile cases of bad behavior, non-consensual or even abusive. And but has, that's, that's probably somebody getting their thrills 
that's that not way. telling the other person yes. that that's how I get my thrills. Yeah. Like, right. That's, need, and that's what I this is saying, them, is that you know. they have to talk about it because yeah. there's been incidents of somebody wants to do that, but the doesn't predator. have the conversation with the person mm-hmm. of that that's what turns me on. That's my safe word. Exactly. And um, if I use my safe word and you ain't right, stopping, that's right. you got your own. Or even do- defining what is, um, like, dominance or you know, beating or spanking or any of that kind of stuff. Like, Ugh. your definition of being spanked may not be as harsh as somebody else's definition of being spanked. Maybe yeah. you only want to be spanked with a, your hand, but this person wants to spank with a whip or a chain or, you know, what have you. Like, you got to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so uh, they they suggest uh, several things here. And so I'm not going to read. I'm just going to read the... The, read the yeah the, the suggestion but yeah. not like the whole thing. Yeah. So one first and most important, consent isn't simple yes or no question. It's a dialogue, and that, okay. I mean I think that's what I was referring yeah. to. Is like oh do you like to get spanked? Yeah. Well, do you want to get you spanked? Start the yeah. Dialogue. Well, hopefully as soon as you start dating or you start talking about having sex with the person. Yeah. I mean, that's I think that's part the of the dialogue. problem, and that's referring to the per- first part of her story is how yeah. people often get into situations where they're on a date with someone, they start getting intimate, uh-huh. and commonly the woman may not want to go further, but is in that weird void of like, oh, do I say something? And if I say something, maybe he won't like me. So what I think... What this is saying is as soon as you think that you're interested in doing something with a yeah. person, like if you're Start going, having that conversation. Like you should have it from get go, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, so kink is, it's a dialogue. Um, it includes discussing what's about to happen before it happens, hashing out the boundaries and ensuring what everyone involved is on the same page. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, let's so see. How that, I, you know, when you're. You've been on dates. I've been on few and, dates, yes. And, you know, it's not your plan to do anything. And you're just, you know, all of a sudden things... I think at at that moment, I'm not thinking, oh, is this gonna do, is this dude into some crazy... I'm assuming they're into... And that's maybe what they're talking about is we just assume that that person, you know, is not into crazy stuff that... You know, I think that's a bad thing to do. Though I don't think you should. But assume. let's just say if the other person is not into any kind of kinky stuff, it's right. just like you know, how do how does that ha- that conversation like all of a sudden because it does it would kill the mood. Like it'd be like, hey, wait a minute, just a second. Well, funny um, you should at ask. This time, Let me tell you what in they the say. Vehicle, what they suggest? <laughs> okay, is this talk about sex before you have sex? Talk about sex during sex? Talk about sex after sex? Oh. So. If you, like, oh, especially nowadays, we're in the days of apps. Tinder right. and yeah. uh, all these different apps yeah. and, you know, that you can meet people, all Bumble, all of them, right? So I think it's a little bit different because people start meeting each other that way first. You're exchanging messages. A lot of profiles will even, you know, depending on the app, will, you know, like a Tinder or something yeah. like that, they'll, they'll talk about, like, I don't know, actually, I don't know. Like, they might anything. say, I don't but know. But there might be a category know. for what turns Bondage. you on, right? Yeah. Or as you start talking to someone, yeah. well, what kind of things turns you on? What kind of sex do you like? Yeah. I think what this is saying is you have those conversations beforehand. Yeah. Like, as you're starting to meet someone on an app or at the bar or however people meet people yeah. nowadays, I don't know. I've been together with someone for 14 years now, so I don't know how people would meet anymore. Yeah. I was in the early stages of personal app. Not even apps, websites. Yeah. Um, 
So I think what it's saying is that when you start that conversation of someone that you're attracted to or you think you might want to be in a relationship with, what do you like about sex? Yeah. How do you want to have sex? So um, talk about sex before you have sex, when you have sex, and after you have sex. All right. When you talk about sex acts, talk about them. uh, Talk about what you mean, right? Again. So I like to get spanked. Okay. What does that mean I like to get spanked? What do you like to get spanked with? How do you like to get spanked? How often do you like to get spanked? What happens when you get spanked? Does that turn you on? What does it mean? What does it mean for me? Do you want me to spank you? Do you want somebody else to spank you? I mean, lots of spanking. Um, So they say it's important um, to talk frankly to one another about what they want and how they want to feel. Um, What does each person want to experience? What do you want to feel emotionally? Mm -hmm. Uh, And you know what? I think this can go for regular sex, too. I mean, not regular sex, but But non-kink sex, you know, like... How many people are out there just having sex with their partner because that's what you do, but you don't talk about, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, this is what turns me on, this is what doesn't. Um, So make consent conversation fun and seductive. Yes, having frank frank and open discussions about sex can be awkward, but kinksters say they're able to do it with fun um, too. Uh, So... You know, don't make it so serious. Just have huh. fun with it. Yeah. Um, get to get a good no. Get good at describing what gives you pleasure. I think that's uh, mm-hmm. self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. How do you like it? How do you want it? Um, so, last one of the last things you say is, I think the vanilla society are missing out on a lot of feelings and emotions and satisfaction that they could get if they would be more open and honest with each other and more willing to communicate about these things. Mm. So, mm. I agree. Mm. Talk to your person. Talk to your partner. You know, I don't think I'm missing out on somebody spanking me. I mean, I'm like, no, that's not. I don't know if she's talking about, like, that. Like, you, you oh, maybe you think you might like spanking. Uh, yeah. But I think what they're saying, she's saying is that what I said earlier is there's a lot of people out there just having sex and going through the motions. Yeah. Because that's what they think they should do. But maybe in a part of their brain, they're like, hmm, I wonder what it would be like. Like this, right? Yeah. Like, it could just be like having sex in a different place, right? Yeah. Not always in the bedroom. Maybe, hey, the kids are away or the kids, the nest has, is empty, you know? Like, the empty nest. Like, take it out of the bedroom. Have it in the have it in the living room. Have it on the balcony. I don't know, you know? Yeah. I think there's a... Yeah, I've been there, done that. And that's, and that's why you should talk about it. If it's not something you want to do, then you I've should been talk there, about done it. That. Um... Yeah. All right, well, well, sex and any, more sex. Do I get another one, or where well, are we at with our each. numbers? That was, that was for each. each. Hello. I was trying to do more. Well, I'm always trying to do more. Stories. We missed out um, last week. I did, before we go into rap fire, um, I don't know if we want to call it corrections. Oh, or, you got corrections? Um, not corrections or so much as do like, we even correct by the way, BT oh, dubs. Okay. BT by dubs. The way. By the BT way. dubs. Yeah. Um, What's the BT dubs? The BT dubs. You will remember once I talk. Oh. So, one of our listeners um, oh, was listening my, to my, um, my, one my, of our my, episodes. My, 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 my. Yeah. And we were talking about, um, it was probably one of the, talking about oh, classrooms we and trauma. Bring it to the table. And, well, that's what I'm talking about. No, I'm not talking about that one. Oh, okay, I was going to okay, save okay. that one for leftovers okay. episode. Okay. Um, so... In some of our episodes, we've talked about teachers and not being able to deal with mental illness in the classroom yes. or not being trained. Right. And my point of that was not that you can't get training on yeah. it, 
my experience has been as a social worker that has recently worked in a school setting mm-hmm. is that there are so many other things that the school district want teachers to do and to right. get trained on, like guaranteed viable curriculum or um, positive behavior intervention, just, right. you know, all these acronyms that they want to use. That if a teacher wants to learn and understand mental illness more in depthly, it's not the training isn't readily offered. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's what I'm saying is that yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that teachers don't know or don't want to know. Right. I'm saying that with everything that teachers have to do on top of teaching students. Right. The school district appears to not make it a priority to help teachers understand the trauma and the trauma brain and how to react with. Right. Students well, with mental illness in the classroom. And then here's the thing is like their job is to be teaching kids. They right. can't be taking 10, 15 minutes because you got a kid melting down in the classroom. Right. And, and you got, you know, 20 something other kids. Well, in and your if they're classroom. not trained how to create a classroom space so that it, it limits a kid's meltdown. Right. Or the classroom is so overcrowded because there's been cuts, you got 30 some yeah. kids in a classroom. Yeah. Like it's hard to pay attention to each ch- child's personal needs. Yeah. So it's not that they aren't trained; they're not offered the training and support and needed. And here's the other thing: to, As to manage you know, it, just because you are a mental health professional, just because you're a this or that, some people get in the field just because it's well. I think some it's people easy, whatever. They and they shouldn't be. I don't know. Doing if it's it. easy as much as I think people get into the profession and then the human service profession is so overloaded and understaffed and people aren't taking care of themselves. The workers aren't taking no, care I'm of. No, I'm saying I think they I'm get burnt out and they stay in. any job, there's people that can't do the job. And no, they I'm not be, saying that. And they should yes, be right. in, in the position. That's Correct. what I'm talking yes. about. I'm there, talking yes, about... in every profession. Yes. So just I think there's also a teacher... Piece of hold on, where, hold on, hold on. No, I started this conversation, so let me. Okay. So what I'm saying is... That just because you have a teacher that you give training to doesn't necessarily mean that they have the ability to do that job. And when you have somebody who's a mental health therapist coming in, taking a child and, you know, working with that child, that's different. Then the teacher can be focused on the classroom management, not, you know, not creating more stress amongst inside the classroom that now all the other kids are now escalated and then they're trying to scramble around. I, I, there needs to be mental health professionals at the schools oh, yeah. doing no, absolutely. that job so that teachers can do their job. No, a- That's absolutely. That's what I'm talking okay. about. All right. You cannot say a teacher can also do mental health work. You can train them to do quick interventions or like you were talking about is like, you know, how do we create the environment? Yeah. But how do you set up your classroom yes, in a way that's that less trauma, trauma that response create that Because you have kids that come in with all kinds of issues. Correct. One could be hungry. One could just have been sexually assaulted coming to class. One could be this. One could be that. We don't know. So I don't disagree with that. I yeah. think that. More often than not, too, is what happens is people get so burnt out because there's lack of support in yeah. the industry and in all of those industries, whether it's teaching, whether it's social services, whether it's criminal justice, whether it's medical, you have all these pressures to perform and produce 
with low funding, low resources, yes. and forget about if you're in a poverty, mm-hmm. high poverty school yeah. district. Oh, yeah. I mean, those, those school districts, they give them lots of cops, but they yeah. don't give them any counselors and or None. social workers or mental health providers. And, I mean, I think it goes so far, too, as, like, we need to start teaching mental health as, from an early age. Yeah. Mental wellness. How do you teach mental? We, we have health classes. We have physical education. We should also be teaching mental health wellness. Yeah. Um, so that was a long correction slash, by the way, not correction, just a, by the way, that was a, by the way, BT dubs. Um, we appreciate the feedback. No way ever am I wanting teachers to think I don't support the work they do because I have personally seen what they've had to do. Um, and I think the school districts could better do a better job at supporting them in their learning and training around issues such as yes. For sure, for sure. All right. All right. So, with all of that, we're going to our rapid fire, um, where we will read you the story's titles, but we will not tell you what the story's about, nor would we necessarily read the stories ourselves. We're just going to react to the title. (laughs) And what do you got first? I don't know if I should. um, Louisiana Sheriff's Deputy. Coerce mother to perform oral sex on one-year-old, police say. What? Oh, my God. You should fucking brought that whole story to the table. I, it just had popped up. So, you know, I had other oh stories that I was going to do. And, yeah. Ugh. See? Mm. Just because they're a police officer does not mean they're doing good That's things. That's correct. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. I uh. I'm disgusted. Disgusted. <sighs> and then we talk about the heartbeats and all that. Right, exactly. We can't even take care of the the actual the heartbeats that heartbeat are actual heartbeats. That's breathing air outside on the body. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um all right. Well, uh, I I didn't hear your comments other than uh I just What no do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Uh, lock him up. Lock him up. I don't. What do you say? I don't know. I I don't know. How do you wonder one like? How does he can he? I'm assuming as a he, the sheriff doesn't say if it was male or female. Yeah. But um, the person, the sheriff, how does? What, they were together. Did the title say that? It just said the well, sheriff. No, don't tell me if it read the story. All so, it said in the title just said the sheriff coerced this person to. Yes. Perform oral sex on a one-year-old. Yes. Was it a female? Yes. So male or female? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I, that, yeah. I don't know. I, I, Incest. <laughs> I mean, that. See, that's what I'm talking about. Incestual yeah. shit happening down there yeah. in the south. Not that it doesn't happen other places, but yeah, yeah. What do you yeah. say? What do you I, say? I, I don't know. What do you say? Lock him up. That's <laughs> what. Lock him up. Lock him up. Lock him up. But. I don't even like in my brain can't even calculate that. Like, what? Yeah. And is this the first one? Probably not. Uh, probably not. It's you the know, first one that, that they has found been out reported. about. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, how many other victims are there out there? How right. many other women have how been. How many were covered up? <sighs> Who knows? God. Who knows? Well, and then the fact that she did it, it's not like she's in a cult. Okay, uh, she's in a cult. I don't know. 
Well, you have a police officer. I mean, look at how much power so comes abuse with of power of, is what you're yeah, saying. I, you know, yeah, gun to the head type of thing. I mean, and it doesn't based on what I kind of you know the little subheadings. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like they knew each other, so it was more fear of arrest, oh, fear. You know, Jesus. if you don't do X, Y, and Z, yeah, I'm I can see that. You, I can see that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Well, I got nothing else. I got nothing. Lock him up. (laughs) Um, Okay, so here's a good headline. Governor Bill Haslam grants full clemency for Cynthia Brown sets August 7th release from prison. Do you know about that case? Uh-uh. Who's Cynthia Brown? Cintony. Cintoya. Oh, Cintoya Brown. Okay. It's C-Y-N-T-O-I-A Brown. So she was a lady, I'm not going to, I didn't read the story, but I know yeah. about this case. Okay. So she was a lady when she was, um, I want to say teens, early teens. Um, wait. She killed somebody? No. Oh. So yeah, she killed someone, but was he was violence? forcing her into sex work. sex work. Not even sex work, prostitution. Like trafficking. Yeah. Right. So um, she had been sentenced, I don't know how many years. Of course. You She's know. probably a woman of color. Woman of color. Yeah. Exactly. Um, she basically just finally, you know, she just killed the dude. Like, I'm not going to do yeah. this anymore. 16 when she did it. So, again, trafficked, yeah. Yeah. trauma, get sentenced to, I don't even know how long she was sentenced. And they try to make it sound like she did it cold-blooded. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, try to make her out to yeah, be this like horrible. This 16-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Sociopathic. Exactly. Exactly. You're female. Yeah. Um, so, they were going to require her to, uh, oh, actually it was a life sentence. So, um, life sentence? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Um, fortunately, she's been granted clemency. So she's going to be released in August. When or who? I mean, I think, why, why are they waiting in August? Fucking let her go. I mean, you know, yeah. clemency the means... The wheels of wheels, justice yeah. But clemency means you've been granted. You, yeah. you're, you're, you may not be signing <laughs> until, you know. Yeah. So... Who was the, who's the governor? Bill Haslam. Oh. And that's in uh, Tennessee. Yeah, why the yeah. August? I know. Well, because it's been going on for a long time, too. Like, the the appeals, appeals and everything, and, and there was some hope of it happening, I think it was, like, sometime last year, and then now it's finally official that they're mm. going to let her out. But I say let her go, go now. Go. Let her go now. Jesus. I mean, but there again, too, right? So now you got a girl, a woman who's been in prison for however many years. What skills has she learned? What's going to be set up? Who's going to be out there after she leaves? Like, yeah. she's going to need support. Yeah. Like... You Obviously, know? if she was, you know, caught up in all this, who knows if the support out there exactly is what's left out there to support her. for her? Yeah, yeah. How old is she going to be now? Um. Well, I'm going into the article a little bit, but since you asked, um, she will be 31 years old oh. in August. Oh. So she spent, you know, almost half her life in prison. Jeez, for geez. well, at least she has the ha- uh, big chunk of it left. Yeah, yeah, she's young. She can. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. All right, all right. What you Drunk got? Drunk driver hits Amish horse-drawn carriage, killing at least three children. Oh. This reminds me of that story. Um, I don't know how many years ago. What? Did, no. What did I watch? Oh, it's that documentary about texting and driving. Oh. So, I don't remember what it's called, but um, same scenario. Yeah. Dude texting and driving hits a fucking Amish. Same situation. Kills the kills the children. 
And so the thing about the Amish, though, is they believe in full forgiveness. Oh, yeah. So they have forgiven this guy, wrote letters to him in prison. So I bet you the same thing's going to happen here. Like, Ugh. their whole thing is, like, forgiveness. That's hard. And that's see, hard drunk drivers. That's, that's the other thing. Drunk drivers. Drunk fucking drivers. <laughs> A friend of mine recently last week, actually, when we were over at the fucking Yakima. Yeah. I get oh. a text from a friend and a friend of a friend, my friend, her friend, a mutual friend, it's her friend first, but I know yeah. her too as well, um, was in a very serious head-on car crash. Yeah. Uh, by drunk driver. So the report was drunk driver driving down the wrong, erratically driving the wrong way down the wrong lane. Police called. They respond. They see him coming at them. And so they have to split around because he's coming the wrong way. And so they turn to go pursue him, but because many jurisdictions, if they're pursuing it within like city limits, they'll uh-huh. back off of pursuits because of the danger of others. Yeah. Of the pursuit can cause. And so the dude keeps going and blows through an intersection, hits my friend's car head on. Well, actually offset off a little bit, but um, fortunately she's okay. Um, got some foot injuries and stuff, but he's dead. But and found like alcohol containers Bottle? in his car so fucking drunk driver man i i and uh, we talk about this a lot in the disc golf community people out there drinking and people out there drinking all day all, long just drink the, we saw yesterday yeah. dude walking up with a 24 pack yeah there's three of them playing. Yeah. You know they're going to drink all of that. Yeah. And they were drinking on a bottle that they were talking about having vodka in it. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, you're playing, but by the time you're playing, you're not sobered up because you're right. drinking you're the whole still, time. Yeah. And then you're getting in a car and, and driving off. And then you're getting in the car. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. drunk drivers. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to have to take a little break before our next Rapid Fire Ones. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Whew. Second break and we're back. So my next rapid fire um, comes from fucking Trump. Oh, well, we we have said this is we are not fucking Trump supporters of him. Trump administration tells U.S. embassies no rainbow pride flag on flagpoles. <laughs> fucking bigoted, bigoted, bigoted on bastard. On embassies, so they're own, they're federally owned. Ugh. But in previous administrations, it has yeah. been allowed. Yeah, you know, during Pride Month, and of course, this bigoted bastard says no. Oh well, I'm like, look, if there, because you know he's got gays on his um, staff. I don't if know if he has very many. If they are, if, I can't if, believe they need to get the fuck out. The closet, something. Need, you know? Well, actually, his vice president is. I think gay. Uh, you know, so, you know, if there hasn't been a mass exodus, then, you know, whatever. Let's, I mean, it's let's just, just take him just out of the polls. another example of his lack of support yep. of marginalized communities. Yep. I mean, if and you need any more proof, we got more at the table if you yeah. need it. But if you need any more, there's plenty of, of proof out there to show that how racist and bigoted this man yeah. is. And I was talking and to if you support him, you're supporting that. And they were like, hey, maybe you should get somebody else on the podcast, you know, a third person that would be like more neutral. And I'm Why? Like, well, it's well, our well, podcast. Well, well, no, no. I was, <laughs> they were just like somebody who can talk 
more neutral about, and I'm like, first of all, I wouldn't want somebody to try to talk neutral about Trump, you mean about Trump and his administration. There's, There's nothing neutral about it. No, 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 no. It would be more like somebody to play the devil's advocate. And I'm like, I can't. Why? There, you, <laughs> for me, it's like, I don't want somebody to try to act like whatever he's doing and saying about people of color, about marginalizing people, race of what all the isms. To try to downplay it because, yeah. oh, he's old, or he's this, no, or he's that, no or we've always for it. known. Exactly. There's zip excuse. There's no excuse There's for it. And and I don't care what other agendas he may have. And, you know, I, to me, it's like, no, he does not represent this country, doesn't represent me. There's nothing about this man mm-hmm. that represents mm-hmm. me or that he's taking my um, my agenda of any sort. Into consideration. Yeah, it's all exactly. It's just strictly that exactly. white. We're not man talking agenda. about. We're not talking about budgetary issues. Right. We're not talking about tax law, even right. though he's fucked that shit up oh, too. Yeah. We're talking about fundamental lack of inclusion of marginalized groups uh-huh. by this administration, uh-huh. proven over and over. The minute he said that there were good people on both sides uh, when yeah. Nazi supremacists killed a woman. Yeah. In Charlottesville, Virginia, yeah. drove over the top and killed this woman. And he came out and said there's good people on both sides. Right. No, we're yeah. done. Yeah. They're, this administration is bigoted and racist. And if you if you if you want to try to find the way out of that, then you're complicit in that bigot and bigot and racism. Right. There is no to me, there is no devil's advocate to that. No. You're not gonna no. convince me otherwise. It stopped you know how they say, you got me at, show me the money you got me at. You got me at, you know, all these exactly. Mexicans crossing the borders are rapists, drug dealers. Yeah. You this are man has openly made fun and criticized women, yeah. people with disabilities, yeah. people of color, yeah. LGBTQ community. Yeah. Like, how many times you have to show how bigoted and racist this man is? There is no devil advocate side. Right. None. If you want devil advocate side of that, then you're on the side of the press- oppressor. I'm yeah. sorry if you fucking don't like that, but that's what. Yeah. You're complicit in the oppression if you want to find the fucking good in it. Yeah. No. There Mm-mm. is none. There Ugh. is none. No good. No good. Probably lost a listener on that one, but sorry. That's how I feel. You know? We've said um, it. So here's one, which I actually want to read the whole article eventually because it sounds very interesting. Um, Siri, I'm getting pulled over. A shortcut for iPhones can automatically record the police. I think I just went and did two in a row, though, because that was the Trump pride flag one. Oh, well, I'll give you an extra one. So, Siri, I'm getting pulled over. A shortcut for iPhones can automatically record the police. I like that. (laughs) For people of color, it's a good feature. (laughs) We need I mean, video, because that's the only thing you that need sets some us sort of proof anymore. To right. and even with that, there's like the discrepancy <laughs> right. of well, I thought uh, she had a gun. Yeah, I thought was she was phone. being aggressive. Right, I thought they were being resistant. Yeah. Um, there's a app for the ACLU that actually, um, if you have enough time to go to it, yeah. will record and then upload it to the cloud for you. Oh. Um, it's not oh, active in all states, it. yeah. but um, it's it's an ACLU app. So 
You should look in the if I think it I think Oregon has it. I don't I don't oh, remember really? Washington has Maybe it. Maybe yeah. you should see. See it, use your iPhone, let's check it out. Just say Siri, I'm being pulled over by police. Siri, I'm being pulled over by police. Oh, my, because I'm on the, oh. the store, but probably won't work. Let I me see. Put my phone Let me on. check out my. I don't know what happened. I can't. Hold on. All right. All sorry right, about that. Um, so let me try mine. I got cut off. Let me try mine. Cut off the recording while I was trying What's to talk to Siri. Called? It's not Siri. Is Google. it Google? Hey, Google, I'm being stopped by police. Here's a summary from New York Civil Liberties Union. Stay calm and in control of your words, body language, and emotions. What? Don't get into an argument with the police. Never badmouth a police officer. Remember, anything you say or do can be used against you, and more. Oh. Keep your hands where police can see them. Don't run. Don't touch any police officer. Blah, blah, Interesting. Blah. Yeah. Well, I'll dig more into the article because huh. I don't, I don't like know if it's thing, that simple. But there yeah. is, like I said, there's an app. I don't know if I have it on my phone still. But I would like that app. Um, you know, just the in ACLU case. app, which is um, let because me see. even when you did exactly what they say, stay calm. Do the police officers yeah, come up no, to you exactly. like all crazy, and you got to try to stay calm when they're coming at you all crazy. Exactly. So yeah, um, hey officer, what can I do for you? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, and the other and and the fact of like you know. They want to misconstrue your tone of voice, yes. what your words, that, oh, yeah. I thought you were being loud and aggressive, yeah. where, no, I just have a loud voice. Yeah. So that's proof. So, um, and I don't remember Sandra uh, being all loud and crazy. No, they made her, made it out to seem she was, right. which was you know, all yeah. fucking, yeah. And all she was saying is, <sighs> why do I got to yeah. put out my cigarette? Exactly. Yeah. I exactly. don't have to put out my cigarette. There's no law that says I have to do that. Right. Yeah. All right. You got a, you got a, yes. got another one. Women aren't the only people who get abortions. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I had to click on it. Yeah, because oh, I was like, you were like confused, like what? Yeah, huh. like yeah. And then once I read the little, you know, yeah. under thing, I was like, oh, okay, makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so think about that one. Can't can't say any more than what we said, but yeah. think about it. It's like a it's like one of those. Uh, Brain, brain teasers. teasers. But it helps you get to think outside your box. Your bias. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Outside the box. Yeah. It's like the it's like the riddle of um a, a father and son are in a car crash. They both go to the emergency room and they go to separate rooms or separate hospitals mm-hmm. and the doctor comes in and says, I can't operate on this child, it's my son. Uh-huh. Who who's the doctor? Oh. Yeah. Who's the doctor? The mom. Boom! You got it. Most people don't get yeah. that because they're like, "Well, wait a minute. If the dad is, is, is also in the emergency, yeah. who's you know like they because they think men, yeah, men, female, yeah. or men are doctors and women yeah. can't be doctors. So yeah, yeah. check your biases. Wow. wow. All right. Well, that's a long one. That's a long episode, but yeah. we owed you, I guess. Yeah. Um, so for now, and we didn't get a lot of stories because I'm still, I still got four stories. That's eight stories. That was two weeks. I know. I mean, I had 36, 31 stories stories saved since the last time. So, um, if you, uh, would like to find us, we're on all the podcast, uh, 
platforms um, on iTunes, if you rate, review, and subscribe, we actually get noticed by Apple. Right. That's how they and decide. so far, we had five. Oh, we're on five we're, stars. Yeah, I mean, we only got a few reviews, but we got five stars. So, yeah. hey. We, we want more reviews. Um, you know, again, like we say, these are our opinions. Uh-huh. This is our podcast. We're not trying to find the happy medium of the racist, bigoted no. man in the in the White House right no. now. Uh, we may say some things that you may misconstrue and misunderstand. We don't mind you sending us a by the way um, uh, at email, which at, is um, what are you bringing to the table at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook. What are you bringing to the table? Podcast. You can also comment there, and you can comment. You can post stories that you think are interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, the people that know us have our direct line and send us stories all the time, which mm-hmm. we don't mind at all. Right. Um, share with your friends, families, people that you know. It's a great, if you got a commute, it's a it's, good way to spend your I commute. I think so. I listen. According to some I of listen. our listeners. Um, all right. That's all we got for today. And all right. we'll see you, or we'll Nos talk vemos. to you next time. Nos yeah. vemos.